When I talk to people about growing their business with a team, the most important question I get asked is who they should hire or whom, whom they should hire. So I thought, let's answer this in the form of a podcast so that it's accessible to everyone, at least the base information. This is something that I'm going to go way more into in my program, Sustainable Growth Lab, but I'm going to cover it more, not as in-depth as I'm going to go in, in the actual program, but I'm going to go more in-depth than I can go in the podcast and give you more in the way of resources in my free three-day training, which is Solopreneur to Scaling CEO. I would love for you to join me there. It's uh, it's free. It's three days long. You should be making at least $50,000 per year in your business, US dollars. Um, otherwise, you won't have like the sales and marketing mechanisms that you need to really be able to actually use the training properly. If you're not making that yet and you don't have those mechanisms in place, it actually could hurt your business to start trying to do some of the stuff that I'm teaching. So there's a little disclaimer, um, but I would love to teach you more about this in that. I'm also going to give you a disclaimer that I am a bit under the weather. If I sound funny, it's because you should have heard me this morning. My voice sounded like I was talking down here. <laughs> it really didn't sound good. Uh, yeah, and my brain's working at about mm, quarter speed. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a quarter speed, maybe a third if I'm being generous. <laughs> so we're gonna do the best we can. So with that in mind, let's talk about who you should hire to help you actually grow your revenue to multiple six figures. Welcome to Sustainable Scaling, a podcast for small service-based business owners who want to simply and sustainably scale from six to seven figures with strategy, systems, and a little bit of soul. My name's Adrienne Gallia, the founder and CEO of Soulpreneur, where I'm on a mission to help business owners just like you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom through strategy operations and building a team so that you have a business that you not only love and pays you super well, but that can operate without you. So you can take actual unplugged vacations, you can step away from social media, and you can spend your time doing the things you love with the people that you love. Welcome to the show. Okay, so I want to start by saying what you don't need, because here is what I almost always, always hear that someone thinks I need a VA, I need a VA, I need a social media manager, jeez, off to a good start, or an online business manager or an OBM. Now, I don't think you need those things at all. And I think that if it's, I think it's really possible that you could have hired one of those positions already and it did not work out so well, because here's what happens is when you hire a VA, oftentimes you're expecting someone to be a unicorn, uh, but you don't have reliable, you don't have replicable, not reliable, replicable processes and clear expectations and guidelines around how you want the work done. So, so you know, like I want someone who can do, it's usually not like XYZ tasks. It's usually like a, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, H, I, K, L, M, N, O, P, like all the way that like all the way A through Z. I want someone who can do all of these tasks. And what you really need is you need a bunch of different people that you're trying to hire. Um, so if that's what you're looking like, when you start to make a list of what do I want my VA to do, if it starts to look like a real laundry list, we're we're gonna need to make some revisions because it's just not reasonable. Especially when when you couple that with like, oh, I want someone who's gonna work for like minimum wage, or I want to hire someone maybe overseas that has a lower cost of living, and so I'm gonna pay like five or six dollars an hour, or ten dollars an hour, something that's underneath minimum wage. Uh, it's really not realistic. 
and I'm not going to get into any opinions on whether you should or should not hire someone overseas for lower than what minimum wage is in your own co- country. That's something that you can come up with on your own. That's not what we're here for today, but that's a separate thing. So um, all that to say, a VA is not necessarily going to answer your problems because if you don't have replicable processes uh, and a way to set clear expectations and understand what the K- what your KPIs are, your key performance indicators, so like how what metrics you already have that make those things successful in your own business, you're not going to have a way to understand whether the person that you hire is doing their job or not. And that's not to say you have to have those things in place before you hire, but they make life so much easier when you can come from a place of, hey, I've already got the SOPs, the standard operating procedures, or I've already got the KPIs. And I understand the way that this needs to, like the way that you should be performing in your in your role with these tasks, because when uh when I when when I'm doing them, these are the way that they perform. And so I don't necessarily expect you to perform 100 percent at my level because I have potentially a higher level of excellence around those tasks. But you do have an expectation that they're going to come close to meeting them. And if not, then you need to help them um, come up to par. And you can only do that if they are an employee. You cannot you cannot train someone up to par or up to standard or up to the way that you want the work done uh, if they're a contractor, technically, if you are in a country like the United States anyway. There's very clear guidelines of what you are and are not allowed to do. And here's my disclaimer that I'm not an attorney or an HR professional or any other professional service like that. And so, of course, you should consult, you know, get legal advice or things like that, because that is not me. But I've been doing this a long time. And I can tell you pretty clearly that if you are if you have to train someone on how to do something, they're an employee, not a contractor. So that's a VA and a social media manager. Similar thing. Like you think, OK, I'm on the I'm on the content creation hamster wheel. I'm constantly creating content. It's terrible. I don't want to be stuck on Canva all the time. I don't want to have to be writing more content all the time. And so you think, okay, great, a social media manager. And then you realize that you hand off your social media and all of a sudden your message is watered down and your content isn't performing as well and your programs aren't converting as well because your voice has gotten lost because your content is watered down. That's often what happens with a social media manager. So social media social media manager can be great if their primary task is like taking your content and scheduling it out. That's different than you are having someone come in and create your content for you. Um, so it's not necessarily a social media manager that you need. And then an OBM is the this is the this is the one that I've heard the most recently is I need an OBM and I say cool. Why? Why do you think you need one? And no, and really no one can tell me. They think, well, I've heard that that's the thing that I'm going to need. Or they think that an OBM is the person who's going to like magically handle all the back end. Like they're a step up from a VA and they're going to be the person who can like magically handle all the back end tasks in their business. But again, if you don't have replicable replicable processes and clear expectations and guidelines around how the work should be done. An OBM is really more of a project manager. That's really what an OBM is going to do. So it's very possible that you want someone to take over the operations side of your business, but you don't, it's not necessarily an online business manager. It's possible that it could be. It's possible that a VA could solve your problems. It's possible that a social media manager could solve your problems. It's possible that an online business manager could solve your problems. But I want to give you a better way of who you should hire in order to actually grow your revenue without adding actually more to your more to more to your to-do list. Because a lot of times when you hire for those roles, you all you wind up doing is creating more work for yourself. 
Um, because, and here's my second point, is there are innovators and there are replicators, and then there are doers and there are deciders. And what you really want to focus on is you want to try to hire people who can replicate, but make decisions. That's the key. You've got, on one hand, you've got people who either can innovate or replicate. And if you are at a point where you want to grow to multiple six figures, so I'm going to assume that you are at or around the six figure mark, or maybe you're getting closer to the multiple six figure mark, but like you want to do it a little bit easy, more easily is you probably don't have a ton of extra money. Like I operate on a profit first model. So I'm not going to get into all of that today. I'm going to teach more on that. Definitely sustainable growth lab. We're going to learn a lot about profit first modeling and a little bit in solopreneur scaling CEO. However, essentially what this means is that I want you to prioritize paying yourself. It's the concept of it's it's the concept of like, you know, you want to put your life vest on before you help your kids into their life vest. Like if the plane's going down, like you want to make sure that you are safe and secure first so that you can help help everyone else in a more efficient and calm and whatever way is essentially it's that way, but with finances, it's the same concept. That's just, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm just going to say that we don't want to end like you, you look at your business and go, oh, wow, I brought in $20,000 this month. Oh, and I also spent 20,000 in expenses and I didn't pay myself properly. That's not what I want you to do. So assuming that you don't have a ton of money to burn, you're probably not going to be hiring for innovators yet. You are probably only going to be hiring for replication. So people who can come in and do tasks that already exist in your business. But the key is to not just get people who can do, but to get people who can decide, who have enough brain capacity to understand how to do tasks without having to ask a gazillion questions, ideally because they have the proficiency within those areas where you can start to get into people who can replicate, but people who are more doers than deciders. That's when you want someone who's more like an OBM or a project manager for your team, but you specifically want to get people in who are more decision makers, but they're able to easily replicate the tasks. For example, I brought in a copywriter because I know that I write copy really well, but I don't know how to teach copy. I don't want to teach copy. I mean, I probably could teach how to write copy, but like, I don't really want to do that. So I want someone who can come in and like replicate what I'm doing, but can make decisions. They're not asking me constantly like, well, how do I, how do I just do this task? They can make decisions on what should just be done because they have enough skill as a copywriter. Shout out Brie. I know you're listening to this, that Brie has enough skill as a copywriter to be able to like take the assignment and I can give very simple directions and she can just take it and run with it. It's because she is, she can replicate stuff that is sort of already extant in my business. And that's a very history. I'm a history major. That's a very history major word. It already exists in my business. And not that I meant to just give you a vocabulary lesson, but I realized that was really, that's, that was definitely a word that I used in a lot of history essays. Anyhow, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I'm going to blame this on sick brain that Brie was able to come in and and like pick up essentially what I was already doing well and not have to ask a gazillion questions because she just knew how to do what she was doing. So that's that is a that's a great example of someone that I was looking for who could replicate things that were happening in my business that were already going well and so that I have a clear understanding of I I know what I need to be looking for to see if this if that this copy in this example is performing well because it's already doing well for me because I know how to do it well. And so I do have standards around it, even though <clears throat> to be honest, I did not give her SOPs. I do have SOPs in my business, but I'm pretty sure I didn't give her any SOPs because I already dislike writing copy. So I'm really not going to write 
<laughs> SOPs around ready copy. I can't make myself laugh because I'm going to go into a coughing fit. So I really need to refrain from try from from thinking about how funny I just was. Even though I'm, it's fine. I'm not going to go down that that rabbit hole. But she's able to make decisions for herself. That's the key of what you're looking for. Is you is you want people who can replicate what you're already doing, so that you have a standard to understand. Are they upholding the standard that you've already created, and can they decide? I'm sorry if that sounded like word salad because I feel like oh my voice is getting really tired because my throat hurts and I'm and I'm a little under the weather and I feel like I'm losing my articulation. Sorry, right. I'm already almost through my list, so we're gonna keep moving here. So the third thing that I want to go through, and this is it's it's the last thing that I want to go through, but it's I I want to make sure that. I do this justice. So the last thing that I want to say is you want to hire for tasks that are working well, which I've sort of already alluded to by saying you want to hire people who can replicate for you. If you are making less than six figures, if you're making around six figures, you're making over six figures, you want to get to multi-six figures, you want to make your multi-six figures with more ease that you really want to focus on hiring for tasks that are doing well. You don't want to hire for roles necessarily. I would encourage you to hire for tasks. So how do you do this? I First of all, I want you to go through and make a list of every single thing that you do daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, uh, quarterly, and yearly. I mean, everything that you can think of. What do you do? What do you do every single day? Mm, go in Canva and create a new social media post every single day. Write copy for that social media post every single day. Go on Instagram and in, engage with other accounts every single day. What do you do over and over and over again every day, day in, day out, or maybe like every other day or so, but like it's happening more than just once a week. Then what do you only do once a week? Like for example, I'm to a point where I really only check my email about once a week, unless there's like something specific that I need to look for. But that's because I have people who are checking like the actual business email more than more than that. It's just my personal email. Things that I'm not going to go, I'm not going to try to think of these things so that it doesn't take up more time than monthly. Like maybe you do projections monthly, quarterly, you do planning, quarterly, you file your taxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like what are the things that you do every year? What are all those things? Try to list all of them out and then clock each one of the following things. So number one, how well do you do it? Well, so let's say on a scale of one to five, if you come to Solopreneur Scaling CEO, I will help you more with this. But for right now, how well do you do it on a scale of one to five? Five being you do it, mm, since I'm not looking at my spreadsheet, that's that's fine. Let's just say you do it super well is five. How well do you like it? Let's say you like it a whole lot. No, I'm going to go back and I'm going to reverse that. How well do you do it? Let's say you do it as a one. Say you don't do it well as a five. How well you like it? I should have written this down as I as I go through my notes. I'm going to blame my sick brain again. So I want you to, you can, you can create a system. I'm not going to tell you how to rank things one to five. You can create your own system. So number one, how well do you do it? Number two, how well do you like doing it? Number three, how easy would it be to outsource? And number four, how big of an impact does it have on your revenue? Is it going to bring money in for you? Once you identify all the tasks that you don't enjoy, could be easily outsourced, and that do help you make money, those are the things we want to hire for first. And not necessarily as, oh, I want to hire a social media manager. You want to start to look at like, where's their overlap? Where are their through lines in job tasks? It could be combined to hire for a set of skills. So like for me, for example, and this is something that I'm going to teach in Sustainable Growth Lab, is I actually hire for zones of genius. Genius, I don't hire for roles. So this is me practicing what I preach. And it works, I think it works quite well, is you are not hiring in a in a corporate setting, you're hiring, you know, a sales manager because you probably in a corporate setting are going to have multiple sales managers, or there's a it's it's a lot different than hiring in a small business. Where when you're hiring in a small business, you don't want to 
bottleneck that role into just being like, oh, I hired you to be a sales manager. And in reality, like I really need help with these other things that are sales adjacent, but because they're not in your job description, they're not in your job description and you're not going to do them. You want to make it more task-based so that you're hiring someone who has competency, but ideally excellence within X, Y, and Z sets of skills that might traditionally look like a sales manager position, but it might also be like, there might also be some lead generation stuff. There might there might be a little, like for me, if I, I've thought about this, like if I were to hire someone to do sales for me, I would need someone like it would not work well for me to hire someone who after they make the sale, they just like wash their hands and they go on to the next thing. Like that's not the way my business would work. I would want someone who is in it for the long run that after they make a sale, they're going to stay with that person and they're going to be with them through onboarding and they're going to check in on them and see how their progress is going. And because we want to retain clients in a specific way and potentially they're going to come into my programs and teach them how to make their own sales better. So like it's someone who's going to have a higher touch point. So wouldn't make sense for me to hire in the traditional like corporate sales kind of way because a lot of corporate selling is like after you make the sale you pass them off to the department that handles whatever like that the client onboarding process looks like so it just doesn't look the same so you want to hire for the tasks that work in the way that makes the most sense for your business so i hope that that gives you some things to think about of like what would you be doing after you know all of your different tasks that you are doing and that are working really well for you and that you don't really enjoy and that would be easy to outsource and that are going to impact your revenue. Those are the people that you want. Those are the tasks that you want to start trying to find people that can fit into those places. And I will definitely give you a better way of starting to think about this. And there will be implementation support so we can talk about how you can actually implement this in your own business and have a conversation about it in Solopreneur Scaling CEO. And of course, in Sustainable Growth Lab, we'll talk way more about it. But then when you look at the tasks that fit that criteria and you say, wait a second, you gave me four metrics. You gave me how well do you do it? How well do you like it? How easy is it to outsource? How big of an impact does it have in your revenue? But hang on a second. We didn't talk about how well you do it. Once you look at the tasks that fit the criteria of, you know, it would be easy to outsource. You don't really enjoy doing it, but it does have a big impact on your revenue. Well, now I want you to take that a step further and say, where are the things that you don't necessarily do as well? And once you get to that point, once you've got a little bit more money, then you can start to look at like what, where could someone come in to start taking over those tasks? But that's sort of a more advanced conversation. It also, it could be depending on your business model, it could be something that you want to do sooner depending on your specific business model. But the clear, the the key thing is that you want to start thinking about the tasks that exist within your business that are going to be revenue generating, that would be easily outsourced and you don't enjoy doing them. Those are the things that we want to hire for first. But we do also want to keep in mind the things that you don't do as well. And the reason that I say, you know, it's possible that you might hire for something that you don't do as well, but I would rather you hire hire things out that you do do well, but you don't necessarily enjoy doing them. For me, like that was copywriting because I want you to be able to gauge if someone else is doing them well or not. But that's when you start to like, when you have a little bit more revenue coming in and you can afford to hire someone, that would be the next criteria that I would add in of like, I don't necessarily do this as well, but I'm going to start to add it in because I've got the revenue and I, and I can hire someone who can start to be more of an innovator rather than a replicator, because you might have processes around that and they are coming in to replicate, but because you don't do it as well, you want someone who can pick it up and be a bit more innovative in how they're doing it. So that's a little bit more, if you have a bit more expendable revenue or expendable income coming in your business that you are able to use because you're already paying yourself and you still have that revenue left over, then that's that's the more advanced tip that I would say we could go into. And then the last thing that I want to add here is once you've once you are hiring for 
the task, then you want to start hiring also for someone who has a passion for your mission and your vision. So this is, uh, there's a great book called Make Them Beg to Work for You. This is, it's something that I read that like really gave me a different perspective on how how to hire. And it's something that I'm taking and I'm teaching my own methodology around um, because there are things that I found worked well for me and things that I did not, that I found did not work well for me around that specific way of thinking that it's a great book. Um, but I've adapted it some to be my more of my own method. And I'm going to teach more about that as well in Solopreneur Scaling CEO and definitely in Sustainable Growth Lab um, that you want to find. And it's totally possible to find people who are very mission and vision driven. And this is where the more that you start to look at, I want want a VA. I want a social media manager. I'm hiring a contractor who's building their own business that you might not find someone who has, who is as mission and vision driven as someone who is maybe someone that you're bringing in because you're hiring them on a task by task basis rather than, oh, I want to hire a VA and they're growing their own business. So we'll go more in depth in in that in Solopreneur to Scaling CEO, but I hope that gives you some things to think about. To recap, what I don't want you to think about anymore is that you need a VA or a social media manager or an OBM or whatever specific thing that a bunch of people in the online business space are talking about because ideally, here's what I'm doing, is I am not teaching you how to grow an online business. I'm teaching you how to grow a business that happens to be online. There's a massive difference. There's a massive shift in the perspective of I run an online business and I run a business that primarily operates online. That's the key differentiator between what I do and what a lot of other business coaches, consultants, whatever do. Because the way that you operate an online business, and we can see that the way that I think about operating an online business is a lot of the things that are starting to not work so well for people. When you look at people who their sales are plateauing or their sales are decreasing or their launches are starting to decrease and their audience is not growing as well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're thinking from the perspective, whether they realize it or not, I have an online business, whereas I have all, I came into the this industry, having already run multiple businesses and brick and mortar businesses, which is totally different ballgame in thinking of you run a business and it just happens to be online. So I hope that this gives you some perspective. Uh, Oh, I started to recap what we were talking about and then I got distracted by my little my differentiator there. So you don't need, don't, you don't have to think about things in terms of, I need a VA or a social media manager, an online business manager, whatever. Like that's not how I'm thinking about things. You can think about things on a task by task basis. And then second, you want to hire for people who are able to replicate and who are deciders rather than people who are innovating. If you're further along, you can hire for innovation or people who are just doers. If you've got someone who can take on more of a managerial role, then you can hire more doers because that, that, that more, project manager or managerial role is going to be able to work with the people who need more help in the way of making decisions. And then the third thing is hire for tasks that are working well, ideally who are bought into your mission and vision of your business. So all of that to say, I hope this gives you some perspective. I would love to see you in Solopreneur to Scaling CEO. That's a three-day free event. If you're, you you need to be making at least $50,000 US per year. If you're like just shy of it, okay, cool. But if you're like not, if you're not there yet, it's this stuff, it's going to drag out your being able to actually make more money because you're going to waste time doing stuff that you're not ready to do. So as much as I would love to see your smiling face there, it would not be a great fit for you. And I want to be really clear about that. Um, But I would love to see you there. You can register at there's a link in the show notes or at soulpreneur.co slash CEO. And I will see you there starting June 13th. See you in the next one. 
Well, friend, we have reached the end of another episode, but before you go, I wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful, inspirational, or insightful, or hopefully a little bit of all three. And if so, I would really appreciate your leaving a five-star review or sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you do, I would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month-by-month yearly planning template, which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. (laughs) I love making spreadsheets. It's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team. And it includes a video training to get you going with the with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me at Sustainable Scaling. I appreciate your support so much, and I will catch you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,